Welcome to Grit, Grace, and Glitz. I'm your host, Erica Rothenberger, and I'm so excited for you to join me and my amazing guests every week as you learn how to get gritty, how to give yourself the grace that you deserve, and to celebrate all the glitz that comes to you along the way. Are you ready to unlock your potential? Let's do this. Well, hello there, everyone. I am so excited for this episode of Grit, Grace, and Glitz. And today, I have Lori O, who I promised I wouldn't butcher butcher her last name, but it's Lori Oberlooking. Oh, my goodness, Lori, I already messed it up. You can say it to the (laughs) audience after, but this is the best part about podcasts, just being live and fun. She is the author of of Secret Supermom, how the extraordinary mom succeeds at home and at, um, at work and home, and how you can too. And let me tell you, the cover of her book is just magnificent. It's like this bright aqua with red, with her holding her finger up to her, her mouth, telling us to, you know, that she has all these secrets to share. Wait till you see it and you get your hands on this, ladies and gentlemen. She is not only a wife, but she is a mom to four tiny humans all while working as a corporate executive and nurturing several different side hustles. I need, I need a breath there, Lori, for everything that you do. And I know when we first spoke, I was so excited to hear everything that you did, how you fit it all in, how you make it all happen, yet how real and authentic you are. She is truly a mom who wants to develop the skills, the habits, and the confidence uh, the confidence to happily have it all and show others too. Lori, welcome to the podcast. How are you today? Thank you. Thank you. Yes, um, I'm wonderful. Thank you for asking. It is a pleasure. I'm so excited we got to do this. It was so, so much fun talking to you the first time, and I am just excited to talk more. Oh, I can't wait. I know. I got off the phone and I felt so charged up. And you know, I think that's one of the best things, like when you meet other, you know, people, um, particularly other women who have same vision, have that same high E energy, have the same excitement for life and serving and passion. I know I walked off that call and I was like, I felt like I could do anything. Like I was indestructible. I was like, watch out here. I am. I didn't even know the secrets of a super mom yet, but I knew that you had like embedded them in me. So with that being said, I want to ask you, you know, there's a quote out there that says, you know, anything worth having takes hard work. And I was curious, do you agree with that? What co- thoughts come to mind right away? What are, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think so. I was thinking about this and I think that, yes, I do think that things that are worth having are hard, but I think that everything can be hard, right? So we could, so for example, I started working out about three years ago, had never worked out before, was really hated all types of workouts. And I thought, you know what? I really have to get into this. I have to find something that works. And you know what? It was hard. And it still is hard today. It's hard. It's hard every day that I do it, but it was also hard not being able to walk upstairs without getting out of breath. It was hard being able to, you know, having joints hurt and, you know, feeling old, um, And so I think that when we talk about things that are hard, you know, writing a book is hard, but also keeping those ideas within you and knowing you have something to share, that's also hard. So I think that things are hard, but you just have to choose your heart. Well, I could not agree more. And I always say that I'm like, listen, anything worth wanting is hard work. 
You know, I don't care if that's carrying a baby for nine months. I don't care if that's getting a degree for four years or six years or 10 years or however long it takes. I don't care if that's, you know, deciding to run that marathon in that first mile, never mind the 25th mile or whatever it takes. And I love, love how you say that. Like it, anything's hard and it just, it really becomes, comes down to the mindset, right? How hard do you want to make it? Or how easy do you want to make it? You know, and it's yeah. all up to you um, and your resilience and your patience and what you're willing to put into it. And you certainly like personify that to the nth degree. Yeah. And you know what? I also think that sometimes it's it's harder to get started than it is to actually be in it. So we think something so hard and we think about it and it's stressing us out. And we're like, how do I even start? What do I do? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then when we get in, we go, oh this is actually easier than I thought. (laughs) I'm actually able to do this without, you know, as much effort as I thought. And, and, you know, getting there was the hardest part, getting the mindset wrapped around it was the hardest part. Absolutely. And, you know, I see so many people going after like big, audacious, like amazing goals. And maybe it's writing a book, right? Like your book, just absolutely magnificent. And, but how many times could you put the pen down and pick it back up and put it down and pick it back up and type again and put it back down? And like, I also think once you, like you said, it's the starting of it. It's the actual first, you know, dab of ink to the pen, to the paper or the first, you know, keystroke on the typewriter or whatever. And now I'm dating myself saying typewriter, (laughs) but you know what I mean. And, but with that being said, then also being consistent with it thereafter. Right. You know, so once you have that start is to keep going. And I think so many of us, what happens is, and I see it with people, you know, I have this, you know, business and, Um, you know, just people that dive in and they give their heart and their soul and all this sort of stuff. And then they'll back off and then they'll dive back in. And it's like, it takes so much more work to stop and start the car and stop and start it. And, you know, if you just, once you do start it and once you make the commitment and once you make the effort, just keep going. It doesn't have to be a ton every day, but a little bit every day and really planting those seeds and what you're able to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Getting, (laughs) keeping going is a lot easier than getting going. Absolutely. And was that hard when you were writing your book at all? Was it like, was there ever like the writer block or? Oh my goodness. Definitely. So I wrote it very fast. My goal was 30 days and I wrote it in 34. So my goal, it was just barely over the goal, but I really wanted, I wanted to get it out fast. And I was doing a program that said, you can do this. And so I said, they said, I can do it. That means I can do it. And so some days for me to meet my goal, I needed to write about 1500 words a day. So that took me about an hour and a half. And some days I would only have maybe 500 words in me. And I just, it would take me that full hour and a half and I didn't have any extra time. So I would just have to stop and say, okay, I'm going to give. And then I would have a Sunday morning. I'm up early. No one's awake. And I'd write 4,000 words and I would just crank out a bunch. And by balancing it and making sure I still hit, you know, my weekly goal, I was able to get it out. Absolutely. And I see that with anything, right? It's not that every day you're going to go out and run a marathon, but if you're running a little bit every day, you can lead up to that race or, you know, let's, let's compare it to even like, let's face it. I mean, I don't know about you, but every once in a while, you know, it's nice to indulge on the weekends with like, you know, eating and all that, you know, going for that extra slice of pizza or, you know, having that birthday cake with your kids. And, you know, it's okay to have those days as long as the other days are pretty consistent, right? And Absolutely. really listening, especially with writing, listening to your heart, listening to your soul, knowing what's right, um, you know, and making sure also you don't try to rush it too much either. So with that being said, I mean, you have had so many successes and we will get back to that. But 
what is one of the biggest failures you've had and why do you think that's happened to you and what, how is that really probably next leveled you too? Yeah. So, well, uh, I think it, you know, if I think about the last year, right, the last year was, uh, you know, was turmoil for everyone. And when we first were told our kids weren't going back to school, working full-time husbands, working full-time, we both were lucky enough to have already been working from home. We work from home when we're not traveling. So our travel stopped, but our working from home was the same. So that was a little consistent, but four kids at home, all have different levels of school that they're in. And now all of a sudden we have to do working and meetings and every, you know, client care and all of the homeschool stuff. No one knows what they're doing because they just are getting thrown into it. And it was incredibly stressful. It was very hard. Um, I did not do well. And by the end of that school year, I was struggling big time. And so the way that I flipped that around was, you know, we went back, right? We're starting after summer and no one's going back to school. We're still here at home. And so what I flipped it around was what do I, in my mind, I asked myself, what do I really want for my children? And what I really wanted for them was to be responsible and independent. I wanted them to be able to on their own. Cause mine, um, you know, other than my littlest one, mine are big enough that they could read on their own, that they could learn how to do tasks in the computer on their own. They're 11, 10, um, eight and five. So the, so my goal was then for them to be independent and, and responsible and be able to do this on their own. And when that became the goal and not trying to get a good grade or trying to, you know, learn everything about the Aztec empire, it made it a lot easier for me. And I really, felt like we, we were thriving. So we started school in August and I wrote my book in September. So I had kids at home, homeschooling, working full-time and wrote the book. So I obviously grew a lot from that year before and was able to take all of that, that, that I learned, get them really well situated. And then I was able to even get that extra time to be able to write the book. So I think that we learned a lot, but, uh, and it was tough, but we made it. Yeah. And looking back, you're like, Hey, how did I make this all happen? And I know there've been aspects and periods in my life where I look back and I'm like, how did I make that all come together? And it's such a beautiful thing when it does and you reflect back on it and you're like, man, it's probably because I didn't think too hard about it. Right. I always say sometimes your mind is like the biggest like roadblock or the biggest dam that gets in the way. And sometimes like, you know, people ask me, I'm in the, you know, construction industry. I'm, you know, around, you know, majority males all of the time. They're like, you've been in this industry for, you know, 20 something years and blah, 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 blah. How have you done it? And I was like, well, I don't really think too much about it. I don't think that I'm like a minority sitting at the board table. I don't think like I just do it. Like, and if I thought too much about it, it probably would stop me in my tracks. I'd probably start self-doubting and doing this and saying, well, do I belong here? And, you know, all that sort of stuff. So that's just absolutely awesome. And I'm sure after that experience, because let's face it, the last year has been crazy for everyone. I mean, writing a book called Secrets of a Supermom, right? Is I'm sure it, it allowed so much of that to flow too, right? I'm, I mean, there had to be bouts of like inspiration that just came from those really dark, hard days. And I was at home with two, never mind four. And it, it wasn't easy. It wasn't no. easy. So I'm sure there's a lot of inspiration. And but you've had so many successes. And let's focus on that because name something in the last year that you've just had that's been a phenomenal success for you. And I'm sure. 
I'm, I'm sure I know what the answer might be. <laughs> and again, why did that happen? And how did that, like, you, you kind of touched upon it a little bit, but just, I mean, you should, I, this is your opportunity to brag and tell the audience and, you know, explain maybe a little bit about what this book is and why they need to get their hands on it. Yeah. I really, I mean, it really is the book for me, honestly. I, so for many years wanted to write a book. I, I thought it would be fun to write a book. I, you know, in my mind, it was, it was a thing I would like to do, but I had no concept for it. I had no idea what I was going to write about. It was just an idea that I thought would be fun. And so then when the pandemic hit and, you know, there were, you know, I was struggling and then man, moms were struggling big time, right? Moms were struggling. Dads were too, but I feel like a lot of moms were struggling because they kind of took on a a lot more of that emotional baggage that we have in our families. And, and there was so much emotional baggage that we all had. And so I just started thinking, okay, what am I doing to make this better? What, what steps am I taking? And then I surveyed. So I surveyed almost 200 moms when I did this, um, when I wrote this book and I asked them, what are you struggling with? And what do you use? What are you doing that makes life easier? And so the book really is that compilation between what I'm doing and what all these other moms are doing uh, to be successful and to feel you know, to be successful at work, to be successful at home, to feel really present and just to be happy because I think that's what we all want. We want all the things that we want, you know, the, the things in life that we want, like the career, like the family that's amazing. But we also just want to be able to sit by ourselves and say, I am so happy. And, and I think that this takes some of those steps and shows you how to get there. Oh, I love it. And let's face it. Happiness wasn't easy in 2020, 20, you know, going into 2021, even like it was a dark period for a lot of people, but people like yourself, look how much stronger and what you came out of it with, you know what I mean? Despite any of the trials and the tribulations and ironically, so all of what you called failures, which I don't look as failures because they turned into such beautiful successes, but maybe those roadblocks that put us in the way that, you know, just kind of slowed us down or stopped us. I'm sure that's, like you said, is really what inspired, you know, your stories and what you share with moms all across, um, you know, the nation right now. And, you know, for people to be able to get their hands on your book and on the back of it, I haven't had a chance to read it yet because I just got it, but you say that there's four key secrets every working mom must know. Would you be so inclined to share one of those secrets with the audience? Totally. Um, absolutely. So yes, there, the book starts with four key secrets and you can actually, um, if you go to my website, you can snag the top four secrets. You can snack them for free, but I'll tell you that, um, the thing we start with is habits and that might be a surprise to some people. I think probably a lot of your audience, um, they probably have some really great habits in place because they probably have the job and maybe the side hustle and maybe they're, you know, maybe they've got the family and all the things and they've got to have those habits in place to make it all work. If, if you're, starting every day with something different, if you're doing things differently every day, you will continue to struggle. There have to be certain habits you put in place that just make things easier. It's not so much, you know, like, of course, the habit of flossing your teeth and those sorts of things are important. But really, if we do certain things the same every day, it makes them automatic. We don't have to think about them. And then it makes all of those steps easier. Even if it's just waking up in the morning, making lunches in the same order, getting kids out of the house in the same order, when you don't forget the things and you don't have to think about it, then your mind has all of that time to think about all those really important things, those big goals, those big dreams, the things you really want to move the needle on every day. Oh, oh man, drop that mic. I mean, it's, 
And it is, it's creating those habits. Like you said, you had like, hadn't been gym, the gym hadn't been a habit for you. Now I swear that if you didn't go to the gym, you, it does your day feels off. You feel yucky. You just don't feel like you're in that same motion or that same like groove. And I know that's like same with me. Like if I get up a half an hour later than normal, or I don't read my mindfulness meditation book, or, you know, I don't take my probiotic and my vitamins, like I feel out of whack. And I'll be honest with you, you know, I just came back from, you know, being on uh, uh, adventure vacation, as we called it. And, you know, I wasn't completely getting up at the same time every day. I wasn't, you know, doing all of the things. I love the dog in the background. I think it's phenomenal. And that's, again, what this podcast is all about. It's all about the realness in life and being moms and like just dealing with the ups and downs and mispronouncing names. So thank you for being so real. And I will say that when I get off that habit, or, you know, it, it really creates a little bit of discontinuity. And it doesn't mean that we have to stay on the habit every single day. And every day you have to be up at the stroke of 559 and you have to, you know what I mean? Have your vitamin at exactly, you know, 702. It's just, just trying to create some of those rituals in life. Because yes. um, to me, you know, like I know when I'm going to do certain things and it just allows, I always say the stream to flow in my household, like me to flow better with my energy, me to be a nicer, better spouse and mother to, to you know, the, the three, the four of us under our roof and um, better to myself, really, yeah. you know, that self-care as crazy as that sounds, that habit is really important. So I so appreciate you bringing that up. Um, okay. So I'm going to go back. Let's rewind time. Let's pretend we're both 18 again, which was only a few years ago, right? Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> what would you have told yourself or what do you wish that someone had told you some nugget or golden nugget piece of advice that someone that's younger, maybe, you know, a decade or two younger than you or I, or whatever is listening right now, what would you tell them or tell yeah. yourself? I think I would have gone back and said, you don't have to have it all figured out. Um, you, you don't have to know what you're going to do. You don't have to know now. You don't have to know at 28. You don't have to know at 38. You don't have to know at 48. You can change your mind. You can do different things. You can do something for a while and then decide you want to start a photography business. Like I did, you know, you can decide you want to write a book when you're 40 and you can do that too. And so I think that when, when we're young, we feel like we have to make all these decisions that are going to be life decisions. And they are, but nothing's permanent. Nothing is permanent. You can continue to change and grow and, and do different things. And, and that's okay. And that's the beauty of being alive. So I think, uh, I wish I wouldn't have stressed out so much because I would have, uh, I think I would have enjoyed some of the journey a little more. Yeah. And it's so much easier said than done. I remember feeling that way when I was, I remember, you know, one year I was just, you know, in my later twenties and like, I feel like I, I think I had gone to like 18 weddings that year and I'd been in like three and I'm like two in one night, you know? And I was like, you know, I remember breaking down to one of my girlfriends being like, I'm just never going to get married. I'm never going to have kids. Like, it's just not meant for me, blah, 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 blah. Like, and I remember like, I look back at that period and I'm like, oh my goodness, like to be 28 again and be worried about like that you had too many weddings to go to. And like, you know what I mean? Like you were with your girlfriends and, you know, I was like the things that I worried about then that I look back now and I just like chuckle and you're like, oh, if I could have rem- told myself like not to waste that energy or that time on it. But it, again, I think that's all part of the growth process. Right. Yes. And then I got into my thirties and I was like, I didn't really care as much anymore. And it just became like, and it just becomes 
as I get older, more and more beautiful that way that, you know, I keep the people that I want to keep close to me, close to me and the people that don't serve me or I don't serve them like, and it's okay. And it's okay to move on. And we're not holding on to some baggage that maybe we, we don't need to. So I love that piece of advice. So if you're listening right now and you are, you know, worried, Hey, listen, did I take a left turn? Did I take a right turn? Did I make the right, you know, career move? Did I do this? Guys, Life is so beautiful that way. And the twists and turns that I've seen, you know, that Lori has shared with me, the twists and turns that I know I've taken in my own life. Um, and it's all the, it's a bunch of the mistakes that actually have led me to the better, to the things that are even better. So if you've made a wrong mistake or you're listening to this right now saying, ah, how did Lori, you know, manage four kids and write a book and do this and do that and do this? I mean, believe me, if we talked long enough, Lori and I could share enough <laughs> of the trials and tribulations that actually got us there. So, and I'm sure some of that's streamed throughout your book too. So make sure you guys get a copy of that. All right. So Lori, how can people best connect with you online? How can they best get a copy of your amazing book? Um, and you know, if they're just so interested in chatting with you and being like, well, I'm a mom too. And I want to do more of this, or I'm inspired by her. Cause I know I'm inspired by you. Um, what, how can they find you? Absolutely. So the book's available on Amazon. Um, it is, you can get an ebook. If you want, if you like ebook, you can get a paperback or a hard, or a hard copy on Amazon. You just search secrets of Supermom, You'll find it. Um, also I'm secrets of and then on Instagram and Facebook, same thing, Secrets of Supermom, super easy. And then um, I do have a new quiz. If anybody is interested in learning their Supermom superpower, I have a new quiz. It's called, it's at secretsofsupermom.com forward slash Supermom quiz. So I encourage people to go take it and see. Um, and I've got some some fun content coming out about that too, some fun uh, videos and stuff in the works. So so yeah, check that out. And, and I would love for people to read it. And if you do, please, please reach out to me. I love for feedback. I love to hear what people think, what parts are really, you know, helping. So, so reach out to me. That is awesome. That is awesome. I can already, I can already envision and imagine secrets of super mom part two, because you probably could make a part, you know, 222. There's so many little nuggets and secrets, and I cannot wait to dive into this book. I can't wait to, um, just you know, share my thoughts. I, I'm going to definitely be sharing it on my Instagram page, guys. So check it out. Absolutely. And like I said, make sure you get a copy of it. We'll make sure it's in the show notes. So let's end this on a super high note, Lori. If tomorrow you got a check in the mail for $25,000 to invest in your business, how would you spend it and why? Oh, so I would probably hire a business coach because I like, so I certainly love to research things, but I also am very good at following directions. And I think I could hire a very, very talented coach and they could tell me exactly what to do. And I would do exactly that. And hopefully <laughs> that would make things just a little bit easier and make things take just a little bit less time with a little bit less research. So that's what I would do, I think. Oh, love it. I, I think I would do the same. I think if it showed up tomorrow, I'm like, listen, we need to better ourselves. And why do people hire personal trainers? Why do people hire accountants to do their taxes? Why do, you know what I mean? We, why do we go to, you know, um, you know, amazing colleges with, you know, educators that are just going to next level us, you know, to, to, to better ourselves. Right. Yes, so absolutely. I love that answer. And I think it's so true, like investing in your, and it's truly an investment in yourself, right? It's yeah, truly investment in yourself, and ultimately then an investment to every single person you touch. Cause if once we next level ourselves, we surround ourselves by people that have that high frequency, that high energy, that high vibration that can show us how we can take our skill sets and next level them. 
bam. But guys, in the meantime, there's so many resources out there that if you don't have the $25,000, there's so many free opportunities out there for you to next level yourself. So don't let the dollars or the cents stop you. And if you have that extra, you know, take that course, maybe you can find a course out there for a couple hundred dollars and, you know, or read Lori's book. I mean, I can't wait because I'm going to be a super mom after I read (laughs) my kids are going to say, where did the old mommy Erica point one go? So, well, with that being said, Lori, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. I know that Everyone who is listening today got so many golden nuggets from you. I know they're dying to get their book. I cannot wait to go get after this show and take that quiz. And I promise that I will also include that of what, what my results were. And with that being said, I just want to thank everyone for calling in today, for listening in today, for being part of Grit, Grace, and Glitz, and continuing to go after those gritty glow goals that we have, continuing to give yourself the grace that you deserve, but also making sure we take the time to slow down and celebrate all the glitz that we give to other people, that we give to ourselves, and that we give to this universe. So with that being said, I'm going to sign off here. Thank you so much for being part of today. Thank you so much. Thank you all so much for joining us today on Grit, Grace, and Glitz. If you enjoyed today's show, please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, please leave us a review to show us your support. I hope you learned a lot from today's episode, and I cannot wait for you to catch our next episode. I'll see you back here next time on an all-new episode of Grit, Grace, and Glitz. Grit, Grace, and Glitz.